Good afternoon and welcome to this version of Blue Talk. Uh, really pleased to announce that Andy Brown, who joined from TD Synax. Um, and Andy, really great to see you. Um, it's been too long, mate. Um, missed you at CRN last week, which was, uh, I think I'm still recovering, to be honest. So yeah. how have you been? Yeah, I've been well, thanks, Rich. Um, yeah, all good here. Uh, busy week last week. We're coming to our financial year end. So we, we had some representation at the uh, Sierra Awards, but uh, personally, I didn't didn't get down there myself. No, well, you missed uh, you missed out on the hangover, mate. That's that's the main thing. So <laughs> yeah, um, but fantastic news around uh, you winning distributor of the year um, as well. So, you know, real, real um, celebration time for, for TD Synex. I know you guys are working really hard. Um, at the moment and also um, I believe you won an innovation award as well um, yeah. what what do you know anything about that Andy yeah so so, so first off I suppose the the, the the main award delighted to be recognized as the um, biggest or most successful distributor for the year in that category the the, the innovative ecosystem project was an initiative that we've been working on in conjunction with IBM uh, one of our, our, our key vendors, uh, and that was uh, TD Cynix and IBM putting an investment in working uh, uh, within the, the retail space. So a uh, number of people from our side, both uh, technical uh, resources went in to support that project. And essentially, it was working with a number of the researchers at the University of Leeds to understand how uh, the solutions from IBM uh, brought brought together with that research group and, and with the specialists within TD Cynix could develop uh, collaborative platforms for, for that vertical sector with, within the industry. It ran for about um, the 12 month project, I believe, Rich, uh, okay. and, and the findings the findings of which uh, solutions that were developed are then being taken on kind of from prototype into um, uh, uh, through testing and, and into production, hopefully um, by IBM. So it's IBM's way of getting multiple brains from different parts of the channel, I guess, and even end user sector and research space to collaborate and deliver kind of impactful solutions for particular vertical markets. I'll definitely have to pick that one up, especially around uh, retail with you. So it sounds really interesting um, and, and certainly something that people need right now, right? So innovation, obviously, leading leading the way. Um, and on your role, uh, Andy, um, how's that changed over the last uh, few years? And you just give a background for people of what you do at TD. Absolutely. So um, my formal title is I'm a technical services director, but I sit within the advanced solutions area of uh, TD Cynix in the UK and Ireland. Um, so we're predominantly focused on supporting the channel with enterprise uh, type technology. So that's everything from the data center networking, um, public cloud hyperscalers, and all of the security that wraps around that. Um, my area of the business is uh, supporting partners with technical design. So if you imagine anything, I suppose, in the technical sales life cycle from earliest engagement that we would have with a partner uh, to look at their business strategies and how uh, they're aligned to grow all the way through to the um, installation deployment and ongoing kind of management uh, of, of a solution after that uh, after that design and uh, phase has, has occurred we've got services and skills and support offerings and some together right uh, collectively yeah. between glue and td Cynix that we um, support those partners with that the real benefit for the partner there is that um 
the leveraging our combined investment in those technical capabilities as opposed to adding it into their their payroll so it allows them to be scale more but um uh, you know at minimal direct cost to them in terms of payroll yeah and i mean i mean that that's obviously one of the big challenges obviously from a partner perspective right is um you know they they have they're really cash strapped at the moment um what with um economic crisis and all the rest of it every two minutes on the on the sky news i think everybody's on tender hooks until thursday right but um yeah but um i mean is that one of the key challenges you're seeing with partners at the moment is that you know resourcing and where where, where you see the the challenges from a ps perspective uh, so it, it's well timed, really. Uh, you know, we, we've done a lot of work on this in the last twelve months. We 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 redrafted how my organisation go and talk to our customers, and we we developed this idea of a, a technical engagement continuum. The concept that the technical sales lifecycle is circular, and you're always kind of working with and developing your partners. And mm-hmm. so we took direct feedback from some of our partners, and um, two or three things that came out top were um, rapid pace of change in specialized solution areas. So cybersecurity being a really obvious example, we've made significant investments um, in services and skills to support partners in that space. But the, the pace of change, right, and emergence of uh, new vendors, well, I guess emergence of new vendors and, and solution providers, but the catalyst for that is the ongoing emergence of, of threats, different types of threats, the rapid the, you know, zero trust uh, uh, concept and idea that, uh, uh, you know, as these threats emerge, the partners and solution providers have to keep pace. If they're not keeping pace with that pace of change, then they're not, they're not, uh, they're not supporting the end user community in, in, in remaining compliant and reducing the risk around some of that ransomware um, uh, activity. So pace of change would be a big one, I'd, I'd say, Rich, is, uh, that the part the partners are telling so for us the, the challenge there is to remain invested and invest early uh, yeah. around the skills identification of solutions um yeah. that we think are uh, best of breed bringing them into the portfolio and uh, you know i know we're going to we're going to talk about skill shortage but you know obviously that's an obvious uh, another big one no i mean that, i mean that leads into something that certainly that i've seen across um a lot of the end customers that i'm talking with right is um either they can't go and get the skill sets themselves so you've got all these customers who are looking to transform uh to go and drive increased revenue streams to reduce costs whatever it might be or reduce risk as you as you've highlighted around cyber but they can't go and get the people and so where we're seeing um this huge gap at the moment is either there's a skill set gap down at the client level to to actually go and fill that but also when they're turning to their partners um and and asking for that um and saying look we really need support in these areas um then then sometimes their partners are really struggling um with that so um absolutely think this is a a massive um a, a there's a big problem around um the the skill shortage which we can we can touch on later as to you know how how we can try and resolve that but um also you know partners understanding that it's not just about going and selling a bit of technology anymore it's now how do you make sure that's embedded and how do you make sure that the customer um is is getting the most out of it and delivering it uh yep. to, to the best of their ability so 
Uh, I mean, is that what you're seeing? Are you seeing that impact with customers as well? So partners that you know are not doing the PS perspective that maybe they're just selling technology. Are you seeing that challenge as well, that the customers are, are moving, they're going elsewhere? We see some of that. I think the more mature partners um, recognize the need to deliver the end-to-end uh, or own the end-to-end lifecycle of a solution that they're selling for a few reasons. It, it, you know, Typically, those services after the point of sales are a higher margin profile than the hardware and component yeah. kits itself. So to, to be remain relevant as a business, it's an important part of the sales cycle to address for, from a profitability standpoint. The other, the other point is, you know, those partners of ours that um, are able to offer that full range of, um, of services after the point of sale have a natural advantage because they're keeping potential competitive partners out of that account. If they walk away from any, any aspect of that uh, delivery or deployment or ongoing managed service, then somebody's filling that gap, right? Because yeah. the majority of the time, uh, the consumer of, of the solution, the end, the end user, um, will be looking for somebody to partner with to in, in, ensure that they get uh, an assured and trusted um, deployment of the solution. So, so yeah, we, we we see a lot of that. But then you know, partners aren't. So a lot of partners are are more open to a partnership working with. A distributor or a services aggregator, um, you know, and Glue and TD Cynics together, I suppose, fall into that that category more of a services aggregator, where we can we can offer that for them, and they trust it because we're not dealing with the end users directly, nor a, um, you know, nor you that typically there's less there's less threat, and you know, yeah. there's not the competitive aspect there that they need to worry about because. Um, they can take that service without the the, the payroll cost and deliver a, a good experience for the customer. A hundred percent, right? And and you know, distribution has obviously shifted dramatically uh, over the last, well, I would say five years since I came out of um, out of my role. And you know, where whereas before distribution was always seen as um, I'm going to come and buy a bit of software or a bit of kit, um, and that was it. Um, you know, distribution now is all around that value add. Um, And I think where certainly working with you guys, your value add has gone through the roof and now you're able to offer that whole end to end. Um, Do you think from a, from a marketing and advertising perspective, you know, do, do, do we need to do more education with the partners? Right. And you're smiling because, you know, education is the key thing, right. Is, you go into a customer, I mean, you know, I know partners go into a customer and say, oh, you know, we do a fantastic job on the network, uh, but we didn't know you did security. Um, and and I would say, you know, that it's like a hidden hidden gem with TD is all the value services that you, that I know that you do. Um, is how, how can we get that out better with the, with the partners? So, so the, re- the reason I'm smiling is every customer that I go and see and I, and, I, and I present uh, our, our new strategy for technical services, the, the, the technical engagement continuum, every single one of them without fail says, oh, I didn't realize that the, the breadth of your capabilities from a, a services point of view. So that is one of my biggest frustrations when, when I hear that from partners. And we, so we, we absolutely do need to do more about, um, I suppose, shining a light on the capabilities that are there. I, I'm lucky that um, 
that my uh, I work within a team uh, led by by Matt Child. Matt uh, will tell you himself he's a civil engineer by trade uh, uh, through uh, um, kind of higher education. That's his his uh, his background. So he appreciates the value, understands the value around the uh, technical side of uh, our engagement. We we hear it all the time from partners. So so for me the one of my key priorities for this next 12 months is to, you know, uh, shine a light on it and just just make a lot of noise. And, you know, to that end, you, you, you and I were talking beforehand, we're, we're going to bring to life some of the people and the skills that we have within this uh, technical community. Um, we launched just recently a, a digital guild, which is a customer. Um, uh, um, we're, we're trying to build a group. Uh, we're going to bring up futures and insights that we're seeing uh, working with the vendors in the market to our to our partners through very similar kind of um, uh, vehicle as, as this one, Richard, that, that you're running uh, the Glue Talks. We're gonna we, we, we're doing something similar, and, and and really ensuring that our FSEs, the field salespeople, and the business development uh, people are fully trained on our on our breadth of capabilities, both TD its capability and those of our partners uh, like Glue, so that they're getting the, those messages and that value into the sales conversations as early as possible yeah i think i think you've done the right thing there because you built this you know you built this end-to-end position andy right and now you're ready to go and tell everybody all about it and you're doing fantastic work with the innovation side of things as well and bringing that to partners i think is going to be a real differentiator uh, for you guys i know you won it now uh, uh, obviously this year at crn want to go and win it again next year that's it but those those kind of things those value propositions really make a difference um and we see that so um and coming back to you know it skill shortages you know i, I have an open question around that i did a lot obviously when i was in post around you know how do you train people up and retain people as well um um, but, you know, are you seeing this IT skill shortages? And and if so, you know, it, it, what's your view? Is there anything that we can do as a community? I'm talking about all partners and, and you guys um, around, you know, how do we approach that? And how do we get, you know, young people into uh, technology uh, to really try and fill fill those voids? Yeah, um, so, so, so we, we're doing a bit with it um, and it's particular part of the role that I have that I enjoy, which is looking at how we develop um, careers for the people within uh, uh, my area of business, but also bring them in from other areas of our business. So we took a conscious decision uh, before the pandemic, in fact, to um, where we can try and promote internally. Um, so we about 75% of our hires today when we have open headcount is uh, internal recruitment. We'll go externally where there's a specific role, urgent need for us to replace. Uh, but, but typically what we do is look internally. And, and we found that there are natural parts of our business where those working within operations or within what we would call category management and uh, those types of roles We'll have an exposure to the technology. They'll be used to placing the orders. They'll understand how uh, the components of solutions fit together. Um, so inherently, without even realizing it, they've got that grounding. They're grounded within PD Cynics already. So it's really beneficial for us to do it. So we, we've had a no, quite a number of uh, successful um, appointments from those kind of areas of our business. And we're, we've built an apprenticeship program that's coming to the, its conclusion for the first cohort um, uh, around uh, it's an IT hardware technician level three uh, and again 
gives a really broad foundational um, baseline for people coming to that business. And fortunately, I've got a good team of uh, leaders that support and work on individual development programs with the people. So for me, that's how I like to approach it. Um, and that's what I've been doing within TD Cynics. No, that's great. And, and you know, um, a pretty, pretty much the same, right? At JLP, we were taking people from help desk, training them in, in, um, in the cybersecurity to build the SOC um, aspect. So a lot of the guys were progression and we were creating career plans. They were very, very good at that. Um, and, uh, you know, investing in, in those users. And some of those people now I know have left um, and um, they're in some very, very big jobs because they had that grounding, right? And they had that opportunity uh, to, to grow. So um, really great to hear you're doing that. And I think it's one of the key areas, certainly for me, that's missing is that that bridge, right, between people coming out. And I interviewed one last week um, who, you know, raved on about his 2-1 degree um, and how, you know, he was going to go and earn £100,000 uh, starting off in IT. And <laughs> it's like yeah. bringing expectations down, right? It's, yeah, yeah. let's go and get the work experience first before before we can start talking about numbers. That's so, invaluable, right? The, 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 there's, the, there's the theory in the textbook, which you and I know will get you so far, but the, the soft skills around working with partners and and uh, working with somebody that's experienced as a mentor that we we often do quite a lot of that in the businesses uh, uh, will take that to, to the next level. And I think um, I think that approach, the JLP approach you talked about and what we're trying to do, um, whilst you will always have a level of attrition within technical roles, especially when the uh, within recent history, the, the jobs, the, the jobs market has been really buoyant. Um, I think it does buy you a lot of uh, loyalty um yeah. with with the people 100%. that you're investing in um yeah. and we see that we see um a, you know, a, 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 the recognition that actually the approach that we take uh, you know has allowed a, a number of people in our organization to start a technical career and we've given the, the, them the time to develop and it buys you a lot back that i think uh, from oh. from, the, from the employee yeah, 100%. Uh, they want to stay with you because you've invested in them and actually they can see a career path, right? So yeah. uh, it's great. Um, and so um, my final question, which is always a tricky one, right? Um, what, what, what are your biggest challenges for, for, you know, the next couple of years? What are your, your key objectives and where do you see the, the, the not the barriers, but the, the real challenges coming? I mean, I suppose back to the start, there's a lot of stuff that's happening that's outside of our direct control that will impact, <laughs> that will impact, uh, you know, market conditions, let's call it. But there's, you know, joking aside, uh, Bank of England are forecasting a, a recession potentially formally by the end of the year. That will bring its own challenges in terms of uh, willingness of uh, people who are doing business to business um yeah. uh, uh, type type stuff to you know whether the purse strings would be tightened geopolitical instability again on top of that and you know i guess a change in government within the next two years i suspect you know all of that kind of market stuff will be a challenge uh, uh and so then it you know it's up to us as as um you know to, to differentiate ourselves in a in a market that's slightly suppressed by those geopolitical conditions to, to yeah. win the business that we can and to give the uh, shareholders the, the, the level of growth that's expe expected uh, yeah. within the within the climate within which we're operating. 
No, no, that's that's really, you know, that's really interesting um, because you are going to see that, right? You know, you saw when um, when the the previous prime minister made some changes, what happened, um, mm. and obviously, you know, that's going to continue and the the knock on impacts. But I think, like you say, making sure that you are delivering on value, not just from a from a TD perspective, but also all the partners as well, right? Are delivering on value to their customers, making sure they're adopting the technology, making sure they're moving from being that supplier um, uh, to being a true partner is going to be even more critical yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and as you've rightly said, you know, making sure the partners can deliver that whole end-to-end life cycle. So everything from going and doing the pre-sales all the way through to the delivery and even the managed services is going to be even more critical um, now than than it ever was before. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, it's great to hear that you've invested in there, Andy, and um, really appreciate you coming on. It's always good to see you, mate. Um, yeah, and ho- hopefully with a with a bit of luck and a fair wind, some of the kind of backlog challenges we've had over the last 12, 18 months due to supply, that starts to un- unlock projects yeah. that have been on hold, start to, uh, you know, uh, re-emerge, and, and hopefully we can ra- ride a bit of that wave, and that'll... that'll um, Give, give us a bit of an upside so yeah no appreciate appreciate the invitation uh richard and yeah thanks very much no thank you andy and um look forward to catching up soon uh with you definitely over a beer before christmas yes we'll do that for sure thank Cheers. you thank thank you